lords and ladies of the realm, as we meet once again, unto his word we shall be spoken, and sing with all the orangutans and fruit bats once again as we meet at Plastic. Oh, yeah. The podcast for the miniature hobby enthusiasts and all for you D-suckers and goody peepees. I thought we were going to speak like this for the rest we of the episode. Quiet. <laughs> I like how you just threw in a bunch of like random like Monty Python words in the middle. <laughs> I felt that's where I landed. Yeah. That's where we were. All right, John. All right. So I got a weird story. Um, Does it involve the topic in the preamble ramble? Because if not, I'm going to have to ask you to stay on task. <laughs> task here, okay? <laughs> it, it, we'll get there. We're going to take it. <laughs> okay, okay. Psych, no, it doesn't. <laughs> um, so uh, yesterday, I'm I'm downstairs in the basement working. My wife is up in the upstairs working. And she sends me a text message. And she's like, do you like magic? Question mark. I'm like, this is weird. This is going places. And I just sent her like, uh, you know, like a gif back of like Jimmy Fallon going like, what? Because <laughs> that felt appropriate. And she says, um, somebody from your team at work emailed me and asked if you like magic <laughs> and i'm like you need to email them back and say he fucking loves magic <laughs> and say nothing else and she's like i have no idea what that has to do with anything and i'm like well my birthday is next week wizard themed stripper <laughs> <laughs> and for my team at work when it's somebody's birthday since we're now in the bullshit era of zoom meetings nonstop all day every day when it's somebody's birthday we have like a team meeting they pull together like this crappy powerpoint where everyone like does a like gives a little birthday card or whatever and they always have some kind of weird theme to them so i'm like i know what they're doing they're gonna have some kind of weird theme for my birthday around magic i have never talked about magic performed magic spit magic at scott's face <laughs> at work ever in my life why would you ask do i like magic because someone already has a magic themed something and they're like oh john's birthday is coming up can we use this thing we already have yeah that's probably true yeah so i think for sure i don't know what's gonna happen right because she's like you can't tell her that i talked to you about this my wife said this because it's supposed to be a surprise i'm like I like okay. how she, she the the work person asked your wife in confidence, and she just yes. like fucking asked yeah. you immediately. Text me. <laughs> I'm like, God, there are no secrets here. <laughs> um, so I am. I feel like I need to show up to the meeting in like a full dark robe with a hood on it. Yes, and a Harry Potter wand. Yes. Like, Hello, Harry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna say like Gandalf regalia, but that's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty good too. They're both they're both good. Okay. This has nothing to do with the podcast. However, it does involve magic. And that is what we do. We paint with magic. And that is my connection Jesus of this story. Right. This podcast, Scott. What's on your preamble ramble? You're talking about something right now, I think. So I just finished painting up Queen Guinevere, Gwenny, uh, from the Echoes of Camelot. Queen. Camelot! Gwen, uh, Gwen Stefani. Uh, oh, hold on. Uh, another preamble ramble topic. Just before this podcast, someone emailed me and they're like, I bought Fago from a gas station. And I was <laughs> like, take that, Diet Do. Our video inclusion of soda means something. Yeah. So that was funny. I, I also have, uh, I'm, I, but I can't reveal it now. I've got something 
that will be revealed to you in good time. Okay. And it will be revealed live on the Trapped Under Plastic podcast, so you should clench your b-hole now, because it's coming. That's a long time to clench, though. Yeah, well... Wait, it's coming this episode? No. Wow, what not. You don't know what episode it's coming. Wow. But it's coming. Okay. And all the goody peepees will be on the inside joke. Everyone but you will know about it. Okay. Okay. Why? Because it's like in a video or something like that? Nope, it's not. It will okay. be it will be unveiled live. Well, thank you for finding a brush cap. Uh, okay, Here's I painted Guinevere from Echoes of Camelot. Okay, um, with Fago, not with Fago. I was mm. drinking Fago, mm. not a sponsor. Um, and uh, I, uh, I'm just. It's so difficult to paint models nowadays. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> That's not it. I think miniature painting, casting, and sculpting technology has gotten so good. That they don't realize that they're actually too good. Just, so good that it makes it unenjoyable to paint. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Absolutely. Okay. 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 Um, like if, if for a moment we just look at the band of her crown, there is a top ridge, the band, and a bottom ridge. And it's like, what the fuck? That is, <laughs> it's so hard to paint. And for someone like me who really struggles with like wanting everything to be very, I, I like to, I like to put a bow on literally every detail of the model, like like nice crispy recessed shades and edge highlights everywhere. It's just the style I like to do. It's so it makes the painting so very difficult. Or like all the filigree on both of her gauntlets. Um, so I feel like, and this is the thing we talked about with GW in terms of like adding too many details. Mm-hmm. I think when it comes to display models, we just need to tone down the level of tiny sculpted detail and that could be a problem with the models that i'm making too i mean that was a problem i think when you were painting a model for the kickstarter video right like there were some runes that were just so so small it was ridiculous to, to even address, like paint those right uh, there i don't think there really was on the warrior he really okay. didn't have a lot of the little fiddly things i think the one that that um ben painted was fiddly had a, a, i mean i noticed i'm on there just a couple of sh- very shallow depth runes yes it's really hard to like do anything of substance with those yes and we fixed that immediately um when ben said that was a problem i reached out to my my sculptor my caster i was like hey we're gonna change this so we can make it more enjoyable to paint so yeah let me know if you guys experienced that while painting larger scale 54 75 millimeter scale minis uh it's just like dang just because you can do it doesn't mean everything needs to be so fucking tiny so yeah yeah and i think the one thing that Games Workshop does well, and they're not the only one that does this well, but they have like Bojangles on top of Bojangles. That's not what they do well. Yeah. I'm really spitty today. I've spit yeah. on you like three times already. It's the dude. In it's that Death Wish coffee on the drive in, up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm like fucking on caffeine times 10 right now. cranking on all cylinders. <laughs> you did a Death Wish and now you're doing Diet Dew? I really do have a Death Wish. <laughs> <laughs> um,. Is that their details, although there may be a lot of them, they're all they all seem to be or majority seem to be very crisp and have a like nice depth to them. Beginning and end, yeah. Yes. Very they're you know, they're very well defined. Mm. And I think sometimes that's what you find in some of the larger scale models, or even when you're three D printing stuff, stuff some of those details are just not as well defined. And sometimes where you're trying to figure out like What's the difference, you know, 
of course there's some little bits of the layer lines sometimes there's a little bit of the where the supports hit what what is the really big difference in why 3d printing models 3d printed models are not as nice as as like a plastic cast or a resin cast and a lot of that is just the crispness and the well-defined details i find oftentimes are not there all the time yeah um the sculptor really matters um I use two sculptors for my wood elves, and I'm not. I don't want to throw shade at anyone, but one is one was more experienced than the other sculptor. Just had more more sculpts under his belt, and I didn't tell really my caster that I was changing much of the the sculpting uh, personnel, and he could tell immediately. He was like, "This this uh, these other models are much more considerate of the." Uh, casting process um, and, and how, how that is defined is like how well a model can get pulled out of a mold without damaging it and that has to do with like how fine the detail is how shallow it is and stuff like that so it comes down to the uh, like uh, sculpting isn't just about making things that look beautiful it's also making things that can be uh, like sculpted and casted like reliably and, and, and well um, so yeah cool yeah. stuff Couple things here, real quick. One Couple last episode. This is they're, they're connected. Last episode, we said that we were going to celebrate ten thousand members on the Facebook Goody PP Facebook group, mm. but we hadn't actually hit it. But this time, we have hit it. Poggers. So the the Tup Nation, Tup Nation, God. has grown. Uh, you know, we're no longer a village. We are now a city. Yes, the city of Tupperinos. <laughs> so, so thank you all, all for joining us there in the wild west that it sometimes is. We should have uh, we should have the Tupperinos vote on what their favorite uh, name is for referring to them as. Yeah, or maybe it should just constantly change. Right. Yeah, because yeah. people don't. We want people resting on their laurels here. You know. Yeah. And you're like, hey, you know, I'm a goody peepee. Yeah, are you? But are you? Are, are you a Tupperware? I mean, are you Tupperino? <laughs> are you the Tupo Suave himself? <laughs> yeah, that, that one has endless uses. <laughs> <laughs> but also, uh, I hit a little uh, a little anniversary myself. I, I hit one year on YouTube. If I had one of those popper things, I'd, I'd pop them right Yeah, I hit one year at my 26th video, last video. Which every other Friday, it's fifty-two weeks. It's one calendar year of videos, and gosh, it does not seem like it's been that long. Mm-hmm. It feels like I just started doing it, um, and I make a habit of not going back and rewatching my old videos. But I feel <laughs> like if I did, if I watched like my first couple of videos, maybe I'd feel a little better because I feel like I still like there's a lot of things I, I want to do better, and and like from the quality perspective. And What's think, one thing you want to do better? Um, it seems silly, but it's just something I, I want to have more interesting shots, more active footage that isn't either me talking or me painting. I want like this extra layer of, of storytelling. Um, you do it really well. Trent oh, does you. it really well. Yeah. Um, two of the people that I look up to that really do that, that aids in that storytelling and also aids in um creating a connection from like who I am or your personality with the audience. Yeah. And that's something I, I, I really want to get better at. And so that also increases engagement. Cause like if a viewer can just anticipate the entire edit of a video, it might get a little boring. Yeah. But if it changes it up, camera angle, focal length, movement, all kinds of stuff, it helps. And what's stopping me from that is really just like my internalizing the structure of how I go about doing that is like, well, do I just have, another camera rolling when I'm doing this do I 
have this all planned out of I need this these six shots. Um, do I just like every time I'm doing something related to this process, I've got a side camera and I just flick that on and what I use, I use. I, I just I haven't f- figured out a comfortable, natural way to make that structure because I kind of have worked into what my time allotment is um, and what my time availability is to make a video. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of like use use that time up mm-hmm. so would yeah. you like to buy a motion control rig <laughs> that seems like a that seems like a big commitment <laughs> yeah it takes quite a long time to set it up for certain shots yeah. so uh, yeah. also you're in a, a, a position here and you know trent does the same thing where he actually has a workspace like this yeah he's got a backdrop behind him yeah and and then you have a space where you can put things in front or off to the side to show this. Yes. I'm actually painting at a wall. Yeah. It makes it more challenging. So. Uh, I believe I told you this. I think you did. Okay. Uh, Never you know, mistakes were made. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't know if I'd call it a mistake. Maybe you get a little floating island in that room. Yeah. I could even like, you know, one day kick that freaking work desk that's off to the side out of there. And then run a little L shape oh, off of that. Oh, like, yeah. A little nook. A little nookery. A little hobby nook. Yeah. A little nooko. Nookie, nookie. Nooko swan. <laughs> <laughs> I do it all for the nookie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, that <laughs> this is a part of the podcast where it gets a little bit awkward. <laughs> we'll sing some Fred Durst up in here. Fred now. Durst? Give me a Fred Durst song. I just did. Do it all for the Nookie? Yeah. What is it actually called? Is it actually called that? Nookie is the name of the song. Okay. Sure. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew I'd like heard that phrase before, but like I had zero clue where it came from. Yeah, that's, that's, that's some some terrible late 90s rap, rap rock. Oh, there. God. Yeah. yeah. Y'all be feeling this shit right here, L-I-M-P. Limp Biscuit, baby. My soul hurts. Right <laughs> well, this is what happens. The preamble ramble goes too long. <laughs> All right, John, what did you paint? What did I paint? Um, so I'm in a little bit of an odd predicament right now, where I'm. Uh, my next video is featuring a models from a company called Creature Caster, and I haven't received those models in the mail yet. Uh, supposed to paint. I usually paint week one is paint. Week two is is create the video. Uh, it's Friday <laughs> of paint week, and I don't have the models. Well, what are you even doing for the week? I've been building all of my oh, Adeptus God. Mechanicus. Oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> I've built like seventeen hundred points of Adeptus Mechanicus this week. I mean, that's pretty cool. God, it's fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> I honestly think it's going to take. I. Dollars to donuts, it's going to take me more time to build those models than it is to paint that army. Probably, yeah. It's just ridiculous to think how long it freaking takes to build models. Hmm. And I don't dislike it. I dislike it when you Sounds look Sounds like it. you dislike it. I enjoy it in, in, the, in the micro, in the macro. I just, it's just right. freaking overwhelming. Like one cat at a time kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're at, you know, like, I know what those robots look like. Robots. Um, I've never built one. I've never, like... You know, looked at them really up close and stuff. You've seen the pictures. I know what they look like. I can picture in my head. But actually going through and building them, I was like, these are really cool robots. I really like the aesthetic of them. Um, <laughs> so I love it. I'm like, oh, I'm learning more about this, this little army. And not, not reading any lore, but. <laughs> 
floor is for losers. But I, I am, uh, I am, I'm really digging, you know, kind of this, this army. It looks really cool. So I have some really cool ideas of, of painting them. But so that's what I've been doing. I've been keeping very busy this week on other things. I did some stuff for like my, my Patreon. I, um, I sent out some, some models that I painted to my patrons. I got stuff in the mail. I did administrative work that I, just, I fucking hate administrative. Oh, work. it's like that. I it, it's important, but it's not urgent. That's kind of the kind of thing, and so uh, stuff that falls to the back. I've been trying to to keep up on, catch up on that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, it's like the kind of stuff that you need to do, but like when you do it, you don't feel like you're being productive. Yes, and that fucking blows. It's yes. like I just spent four hours answering emails, like responding to maybe some DMs, like like doing like a behind the scenes post on Patreon, maybe scheduling a video for release, making a thumbnail. And it's just like, I've done nothing. And, yeah. But it's, you need to do those, that, that stuff. Yeah. I downloaded OBS, my computer. I have, I read a little bit on their website and feel completely overwhelmed, but I, I'm sure there's YouTube videos out that'll help me figure that out. So that kind of stuff is like, uh, you know, I want to do that someday. Well, Day needs to be the day. Mm. So I, I've been I've been keeping pretty busy, but also kind of kind of freaking out. I also went through my process of figuring out what this video is going to be about and did some like my legwork, my research on that. Anyway, what did I actually paint? The only thing since our last episode <laughs> that I <laughs> I forgot we were talking about that. The only thing that I've actually painted is I painted my Graveguard test model on stream on Scotty Boost Streamerino last Friday, which will be two Fridays ago when this comes out. Um, and I kind of, I, I kind of dig the actual color scheme. Um, it, it would probably fiddled with too much time if I'm going to do a, probably two units of 10 of these. Yeah. Um, you're exploring. Yeah. But I, I, I like the color. I like this like dirty green plus this kind of crimson red in s- a spot. Oh, my tummy's going raw, raw, raw. <laughs> tummy's speaking right you now. Know, it also painted. It wants some of them hard cookies. <laughs> no, there's none in this house. None. None hard cookies. In Maybe this there's house? some Oreos, but I haven't been eating anything with preservatives in it. Oh wow! I've been. Have you been just? Freebasing MSG? No, wait. Maybe I put some MSG in some things, dude. MSG is the, the shit. It's not a preservative though, is it? It's not. It's better. <laughs> Because like, preservatives are chemicals, right? Right. Well, I suppose MSG is a chemical that like changes your brain chemistry. <laughs> no, it isn't. Come it on. does. You're just reading into that like anti MSG like propaganda because Americans hate Chinamen. And okay, listen here, niece and nephew. MSG is amazing. It's like in everything we eat, pretty much. Uncle Roger said MSG Uncle not Roger. bad for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I don't know if it is or it isn't, but it's tasty. You know, I was feeling pretty good about my first year in YouTube until I realized Uncle Roger just had his one-year anniversary. Oh, don't even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got four million subscribers in a year. At least you can make videos about more things than fried rice, okay? Well. That's kind of his thing. Yeah. Also, he's a comedian. That's what it's – he is a comedian. But, like – and so the YouTube channel is one bit. It's Uncle Roger. Do you know how, like – creatively destroying that is for that comedian to only ever do one joke forever yeah i mean that's like an actor that's just known for one role i know like you are what's a good example that is gonna that that is gonna be soul sucking at like at a certain point yeah i mean he can i mean he will be able to like you know dry his tears on his mountain of money but but like what's a good example of an actor that is just typecast because they've 
this is what they're known for. This is their Nick role. Cage is a little bit of like a crazy man typecast uh-huh. at the moment. I think maybe I think more of um, I think to me the TV side of things makes it real. It seems more obvious. Like um, any of the cast of Friends can never do anything else, right? They're just you're you're Joey, you're Chandler, right? Chandler Bing, that's who you are. Like you can't be that. Have you ever seen Lost in Space, the movie? No, not the super old one, but the one that was like 1997 or something like that. Oh yes, that I, guy I, I from don't, Friends I, is in it. Yeah, I, I, I was terrible. I think that movie was terrible. Was it, it terrible? Okay, I, I watched. The whole I don't thing know. It was so bad. I don't know, but I watched that as a young, young lad, and I, I have very fond memories of it. So I always watch it. It's a very fucking quotable movie. As it's very good. Okay. Well, like also there are other ones. This was probably all before your time. Like anyone from the show, this from the show Seinfeld, like Kramer. Kramer Kramer is Kramer. Well, Kramer is also like anti-Semitic, so like he's not gonna get any roles anyway. Oh, anyways. really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was his whole thing. Like he had this the last set he ever did as a comedian. He oh. just started going off about Jewish people, and it's just like whoa. And which so, is which he, is really ironic because the show that he was in was about jewish people in new york like oh yeah you know i never realized (laughs) that but yeah that kind of makes sense uh shoot i just had another uh another one that was more uh more up to date anyway so yeah uncle roger is the character that he is right and and people are weirded out by like the name of his youtube channel has nothing to do with that like yeah it's because in uh eastern culture uh, you refer to like friends of the family as aunties and uncles, and so like like even your dad's friend, he's uncle. Yeah, yeah. And so he calls people niece and nephew. That's, that's yeah, 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 He's yeah, got yeah. some. He's got some great lines. Yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good. It's a good. Yeah. Um, oh, this is worse than Jamie Oliver. <laughs> I love. Yeah. I watch your stuff so much. Yeah, so dude. Funny. He shits on all kinds of fried rice. Yeah, he does. The, actually, he shit on this one fried rice that some person did. I, I think she was English. And then he went to meet her, like, in person. And I was like, that takes some balls. Yeah. To do with. Um, but yeah, he's good. I like him. Oh, okay. I don't, this is, I don't know what anything is, has to do with painting minis. It doesn't. We went on a little bit of a tangent about MSG. About, <laughs> <laughs> MSG. That's what we got here. Oh, yeah. I, I mentioned not eating. You said your, cookies. your, your stomach wanted cookies. And Preser- I said Oreos. Oreos, preservatives. MSG. Uncle, Uncle Roger. Roger. Mountains of money. Okay, I painted Queen Guinevere. Everyone already said that. Um, I kind of like stumbled through this paint scheme. I painted the face first because people say to do that sometimes. And I didn't mind doing that. Uh, and then I painted the scale meal next, kind of trying to paint everything that was like internal to her. Yeah, inside out. Yeah. It's a good technique. Um, and then I painted their robes, and I really had no idea what I was doing with them. And normally... The thing to me that takes the largest surface area on the model tends to be like a vibrant color. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it was cream. So I think that makes sense because like everything that you want to look at is surrounded by fabric, right? So the core of the model mm-hmm. is colorful and it's surrounded by like this beige. Um, and then from there, I kind of did other tiny things like the hair, the quiver, and the... Uh, the straps and stuff. It's a good contrast. 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 Because it, it, you have these very saturated, interesting colors and textures and everything. And then it's, like I said, it's like a picture framed yeah. by a very um, kind of neutral thing. And also, to me, it tells a story. Because she's obviously has this like, golden accoutrement in this fancy <laughs> I love saying the bustier. Like that. 
um, <laughs> and a crown. And yet her robes are very plain. Like her actual regal queen robes, those, those aren't her queen robes. She's no? out there in the swamp. And she's peasant's clothes right now, dude. Peasant's clothes to like slay some some gobloids or something. Yeah, dude. Warrior queen. Yeah, like she she got out of the the castle. And, you know, you you try to pretend to be a little servant person. Yeah, you got a little cart with pumpkins in yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Here it comes! Here comes a bit! Here comes a bit! Watch out, everyone! John's gonna do a bit! <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm just a cook down in the cellars here today, and we need to go out to the bakery and get some loaves of bread. Don't mind me, I'm just leaving the castle. You got a little, you got a little limp. Just kind of yeah, pretend yeah. like you're like little little hob old lady. Yeah, yeah, she's hobbling with her cart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, there's definitely not a bow and arrows in this cart. Don't worry about me. <laughs> she's like four foot eleven, and then she takes the hood off, and she's like fucking six foot one, and like fucking <laughs> gold everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did I get? In this swamp here, <laughs> this isn't the bakery, me lord. I could see him. I could see him fucking revving up for an accent. He's like, <gasps> <laughs> in slow mo almost. All right, yeah. So I painted her. Um, yeah, I think it's cool. Uh, you Thank obviously you. did this for fun and not for a video, and I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? What little is column A, little column B. Oh, this B. is a crazy winky. Yeah, that's a nice little crazy winky. Not sponsored, but crazy winky makes great plinths and bases. Manuel Venkart. Um, uh, he's also going to be maybe doing something very fun for us in the future, and uh, we need to talk more about that. I show you the picture. Uh, it's weird because he's doing something very fun for me in the future as well. Well, good. He's going to be doing something very exciting and fun for all the goody peepees in the future as well. Very cool. Yeah, uh, uh, we need to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one thing I will say about this model is that actually, you know what, <laughs> you know, I'm going to say it for the extended podcast. Oh no. What, what are you talking? What's extended? Podcast? Sorry, to, sorry to bait you. That actually is a thing that I have listed down here for the uh, after party. Uh, the extended podcast is just a part of the episode. Uh, sorry. It's an episode that's longer than the normal one you see here on YouTube. That includes all kinds of stuff. The thing I'm talking about is something new that we've tried, uh, in the past two weeks. So I'm going to keep that for, uh, for this. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Now that Trapped Under Plastic has hit the big time, we get sponsors. Not often, but sometimes they're our friends. And sometimes they are for a Kickstarter called Uncharted Land. Uncharted Lands is a Kickstarter for a brand new book and a massive 3D printable collection. It's brought to us by our good friend Danny from Miami, a.k.a. Danny from the YouTube channel 3D Printed Tabletop. And this Kickstarter features eight printable collections, not eight printable models, eight full collections, each representing a different place in the lore of Uncharted Lands. This is Danny's third Kickstarter of this style after two successful campaigns. Each set of models include pre-supported bosses, miniatures, buildings, and scatter. Personally, the terrain is what I'm most excited about. So many different varieties for each collection you could easily outfit any game you could imagine. The book and the models also include 10 new encounters, brand new races, subclasses, magic items, spells, and even wood elves. It's almost like wood elves! You gonna be okay over there? No. At the time of recording, the campaign has smashed its funding goal, unlocking 32 stretch goals, including seven new bosses, buildings, terrain, minis, and additional book content. 
And the pricing is a little bit unbelievable. For 60 bucks, you get the entire set of files. And for an additional 20 bucks, you can get the 120 plus page book, including all the content you need for running an epic campaign with all of this awesome crap. Thank you to Danny for sponsoring the podcast. If you want to check out his campaign, it's linked down in the description below or in the show notes if you're an audio listener. Now back to the podcast of Tupperinos. All right, today we got a little topic brought to us by a patron. Isn't it from a patron? It is from a patron. Yes. Okay. Why don't you intro it and I'll find the patron's name because we're terrible people and we didn't list it. Yes. Um, so today's topic is about converting your normie friends into mini painting. Um, and maybe a little bit wider net than that as well. Like explaining mini painting to your your mom um, or your neighbor um, or getting other people at least uh, aware of what you're doing and not make yourself look like a, a weirdo in the process. That's what we're going to talk through today, I think. Brain bean. Brain bean. He said, none of my friends seem to be interested in getting into Warhammer. I've fallen in love with hobby and want to start playing games and hanging out with other people who enjoy his hobby. Aside from chancing it by going to a local shop, how do you recommend making new hobby friends or how would you guys coerce your friends into the dark side? I think coercing your your current friends is is probably uh, is probably a good idea. I mean, they're your, I mean they're your friends, right? Like they're they're probably not going to go anywhere unless you have a falling out, so trying to coerce them is always fun. Yeah. I like taking a two-pronged approach too cuz like a lot of my friends that I have now um, I didn't know them with, with prior to this hobby. Like I met them through this hobby. So I think you can kind of do six of one, half a dozen of the other. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. make some new friends. So you kind of, you know, you're not having to do all this heavy lifting and feel like there's always this burden of you, like trying to get people on board and to people that already love it, you know, and then try to convert some. Okay. Some I think, okay. I think okay. that's a healthy, okay. healthy way to go about it. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we can explain how to do both things. Um, pending COVID, a great way to make new hobby friends is to run a campaign for a game that you want to play in your area. And a great way to find people to play in that campaign is by maybe talking about that campaign on a local Facebook group or getting in contact with your local game store, maybe putting out a flyer at your store. Um, may have some contact information on there, like an email, and then you'll find maybe a couple people to play in a campaign. I know, uh, once upon a time, we wanted to do a, I believe, Warhammer Age of Sigmar skirmish campaign. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you or, and Danimal. Yeah, or something. I, th I thought you were playing in it. Uh, this is way back when we first met with the, our Escalation first one. campaign? For yeah, so it's Path Path of Exile. Path to Glory. Path to Glory. Yes. Path to Exile is a video game. Yes. <laughs> Path to Glory was a new thing, and it was right around the time when I first got into the hobby. And so... You were like, let's do a Path Glory campaign. And then at the same time, uh, one of my other buddies in Rochester was like, let's tr do one here. So we got <laughs> one started in Rochester. And then I was like, I'm not driving up to the Twin Cities when I can do it down here. <laughs> Figure it out for yourself, Scott. Bye. <laughs> but yeah, when I did that, I found some people who I never met before and uh, who were interested in playing the campaign. It never happened, but they were easy to find. Um, so advertising in your LGS or in your uh, local Facebook groups. I know the Minnesota one has a couple uh that uh are great for finding games for 40k and all kinds of stuff mm -hmm. when uh, when i started ours 
Um, at that time, there wasn't an Age of Sigmar scene really at all in Rochester. It was mm-hmm. like, I think some people had models or, or armies or whatever, but there wasn't like regular games or not many people at all played the game. So one thing that really helped for us was um, I knew the, the owner of the, or not the owner, the, the main dude in the, the hobby store, because this is one of those stores is, that had focused more on like model trains and like RC cars and crap like that. But they just like also carried Warhammer mm-hmm. and got the guy that worked at the store in on the campaign, mm. like get him interested. Right. Because if he's interested in the people coming in to buy Warhammer or whatever, bam, I got I got somebody boots on the ground that's going to mm. do the talking for me. And through him over the course of like a month. You know, we put their word out on Facebook and stuff, but like him talking to people that came in and saying, here's how it works. It's really cool, blah, blah, blah. It's really easy for you to, to start in. You don't need to even need any models. You don't need a couple to start. Um, it was awesome. And we got like, I think our group was like 10 people in, nice. in a not a very large town that had no Age of Sigmar scene. So I think working with um, what's going to make your life easier is, you know, who who are the people that know the people? already that you know so you know pony up yeah to somebody in the local store if there's a store that's not a good option you know also like be the change you want to see in the world if you have a game that you love and like no one's playing it play the game and get people excited about it which is a great segue into how to coerce your friends into playing games with you um i think so i have a video that's currently in production about this exact process and what i did was just uh i think one of the coolest things about this hobby is just the this the overwhelming amount of options there are right so it's like i was like hey okay you guys want to play a fantasy or a skirmish game can i play sci-fi or sorry (laughs) what did i say what did I say? Fantasy, fantasy or skirmish, or skirmish game? game? Can I play a sci-fi or a fantasy skirmish game? Like, can I play sci-fi? Okay, cool. Here are all the cool races you can play as, and here are all their characteristics. And it's like, okay, I identify with this kind of thing more. And now, okay, now we now now we're picking out the models. What kind of like what kind of squad do you want? Like, what do you want them to specialize in? Okay, cool. After that, it's like, okay, how do you want to paint them? Like, what like what what speaks to you? Like, what do you want to base it on? There's just there's so many things to think about and personalize. That when you're done and at the end of the road, I, I believe it feels like you have this ownership over this this unit of people because you made all these choices along the way. You have you are a cult leader. Basically. Yes, essentially. That's, that's how that works. Of tiny plastic men. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now they have to do whatever you say because you convince them this yes. whole time to do these things. And you're like, yes. I want a cheesy gordita crunch. Get smart, it for me now. Farts. You can fart in their face and they can't do anything about it. No. That's that they wrote. They signed the contract. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so get, showing people the the ability to choose and have options and autonomy over like exactly what they want their hobby to look like is uh, is a good first uh, step. So talking about the converter, right? We're converting. We're not converting our models today. We're converting people. <laughs> <laughs> I think a really important factor. <laughs> That was a really good joke. I think we need to give that a little bit more praise here. Okay, one, <laughs> two seconds of clapping. All right, there we go. Uh, uh, thank you, niece and nephew. <laughs> um, so one thing that I think is really important for this journey, if you're actually wanting to like get your friends into something that excites you, 
is to really understand where where their interests lie already. Okay, what part of your friendship or your uh, communal interests um, kind of intersects with this hobby? So you're going to make your life easier. Okay, let's say you both love video games, right? So you're you've been friends since you were in school because, and then you guys played World of Warcraft together, and you play blah 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 blah. Whatever. You find what thing that you know they're already interested in and you show them the aspect of this hobby because this hobby's got a lot of sides to it. You show them the aspect of this hobby that would resonate with their brain that likes that thing. So if they like World of Warcraft, you can be like, um, you know, wouldn't it be sweet if you could actually look at these 3D models that you could 3D print, they're of like World of Warcraft characters, and you could print them and and paint them. You have statues on your wall next to your computer, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Is that does that excite them? Is them thinking like, oh, remember when we used to play, you know, PvP and Warsong Gulch and ripping some shit up? Like, wouldn't it be sweet to play a game on the table that was like five v five like that? Mm-hmm. And um, would that be cool or whatever? And so you kind of get them envisioning the thing that you know they already have an interest in. Mm-hmm. And you just spin it to little dudes on the tabletop. Instead. Exactly. I mean, you could even take a half step in between those two things and be like, if they're into video games, play a Warhammer video game. Play Vermintide, you know? Yeah. Like an actual good one. Like, there's, there's a lot of shitty ones out there, but, like, Vermintide's a, a good one. Um, yeah, that, that'd be a good, like, way to step into, like, the universe of Warhammer and be like, okay, what's the deal with these... With these pyromancer, with these wood elf things, with these uh, with these high elf things, you know they don't exist anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe not from died. Um, yeah, that's a really good point. It it's a, not about introducing them to the the end game. It's about just making it feel like it's a very low barrier of entry for them. <laughs> this feels kind of wrong, doesn't right? it? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> The way you think and how you spend your time is stupid. John's about to uh, construct a pyramid scheme of converting people into miniature painters. <laughs> right. Um, okay, listen. Every time somebody, you get them into the hobby, they have to buy one bottle of paint. And then you get that bottle of paint. But then I also get a bottle of paint. And then that person gets a new person. They get a bottle of paint. You get a bottle of paint. And I get a bottle of paint. Everybody gets more paint. It's, it seems... Seems great. I mean, yeah. I w- <laughs> so, like, it doesn't sound that bad. I don't actually know what's wrong with pyramid schemes, but okay. No. <laughs> Moving on. Um, yeah. So, more generically, uh, in this hobby, there are so many franchisable or already franchised subjects to just just purely paint. Right? You mm-hmm. mentioned Warcraft. That's a great one. Uh, as far as games go, we have like the DC universe, the Marvel universe. Um, what are some other ones? Uh, Harry Potter, Star Wars. There are huge franchises. And I'm going to guess if you're into miniature painting and you have friends, they're probably just a little bit geeky, you know, probably, right? Mm. You know, birds of a feather. Right. So maybe they're into one of those things. And starting there is a great way, especially if it's like a game. Um, now, if uh, if you don't have geeky friends and they're kind of into other topics, uh, the world of display painting is even bigger than gaming. Sure. Because the, you don't have to be limited to developing a game system to make a cool model, right? And so, for instance, you have fans, friends who are Camelot kids, fan of Arthurian lore. There's a Kickstarter campaign for that. There is 
a whole universe of historical miniatures of from all around the world that represent all different cultures and time periods that could get people into that. Um, they could just be an art nerd in general. Too. Exactly. Yeah. There are very cool subjects from an art perspective to yeah. paint. Um, and that, that'd kind of be an easier sell if they were just kind of into art in the first place. Yeah, I think so. I, if you, again, it's how you approach it. You don't talk to them about an age of Sigmar army. Right. Yeah. If they're an art nerd. Sure. Probably. Like yeah. you, you talk to them, you get them into the, these are freaking amazing, like fantasy m models. I know that I've seen your, your sweet ass unicorn paintings. Like, dude, let's try this. <laughs> let's play this. Do you have a unicorn model from massive darkness? Yeah, I do. I <laughs> have it. It's my precious. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that's a, an easier way. Okay. I want to, I want to tap the pump, the brakes a little bit here. Okay, I, I have I have friends. Do you in all circles? Do you? You know, I have friends in all circles. John prides himself on his ability to be a chameleon, a social chameleon. Yeah. So I have, I have my I, what I will just describe as my fantasy football friends. Okay, so these are men, like men, and we have w women that play in our in our league as well. They're also like women. So. <laughs> <laughs> Like they women. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like they, I I don't even want to say the word Warhammer around them because like you just see the look on their face and they're like, "Hey man, are you watching the Patriots game? The Pats are playing this Sunday. It's gonna be awesome, dude." Blood Bowl though, dude. No, like these are not those people. Okay, okay. okay? These sure. are not those people. I'm not gonna talk to them. <laughs> About this shit. So, so, so it's about knowing your audience? Yes. You need to understand. Look. <laughs> there are rules here. Right. If you go to the to the White Sox game with James and James's dad, you know, once a month during baseball season, you know, and you're talking about how crappy the closer is and stuff, it just may not be that James and James Sr. are really all that interested in this kind of thing. Yeah, if they ask you what you do for a hobby, you just don't talk about painting miniatures. <laughs> I mean, you, know, you, you hide you it. hide that shit deep down. Deep down. You bury it. <laughs> you bury it in hard cookies. <laughs> hard cookies. Died, are you, are you like Chuck went over the bow? You know, just, just like, boo. Oh, oh yeah. Like, I'm, 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 I'm into painting. Yeah, I, I paint these awesome little toys. Oh, no, 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 no. Just painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I paint. I small paint. statues. I'm into painting. I'm into art. You know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I got okay. an artistic bent. And, and then, you know, come to find out, maybe James Sr., he's retired now. You know, he's got time on his hands. What's he do? You know, he's like, oh, really? Oh, that's kind of cool. He fucking is into model kits. Yeah, he's he's got like this, the whole fucking USS Saratoga in his in his den. He was like back in the 60s, I mean... Me and my dad used to put together fucking submarines. Yeah, submarinos. With humbrol with humbrol paint. Huh? You know humbrol paint, sonny boy? You don't even know this enamels. Back in my day, it was so much harder to paint miniatures. Okay, I'm sorry. Now I'm being an asshole. <laughs> but you you might find out that it actually isn't as big of a gap that you told yourself right. it would be. Yeah, yeah. Um, like a lot of people have that background in assembling model kits or like airplanes with like their their like their dad, their mom, like in their childhood. Um, so that's definitely a point of relation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one of my my friends that's like my fantasy football friend or whatever, he's um, I've <laughs> known him for you know thirty years. We we kind of you know not that long, twenty five years. Uh, we we originally met when we both worked at the video store. He's a couple of years older than me, but he's he's a sports guy, really big Twins fan and that kind of stuff. 
But um, he, I mean, I talked to him about this stuff because he asked me, uh, you know, about the YouTube channel and that kind of stuff. And he's interested, but he's not, he's one of those things where it's like, he's interested because it's something that I'm doing. He's not interested because he actually has an interest in it. Sure. And I know that and I respect that. And he asked me questions. I talk about it, but I don't like get in depth on stuff because that's one thing we as nerds need to be aware of. You need to have the social cues to understand that just because someone asks you a question about something doesn't mean you need to go into a 45-minute speech about why the Space Wolves are actually the best chapter. Yes. You know, you, like, feel the setting out a little bit. Yes. Don't, don't, like, don't drown them when they were just asking for a cup of water. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, so I respect that. We keep that distance, but I'm not hiding anything from it. It's called reading the room. It's a yeah. very valuable skill when you're trying to bury your shameful hobby deep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do think you got those nerd friends, right? You got them. Let's let's do that. I want to trans. Okay, you have more to. I got more. Yeah, I mean, I do too. But I, I think that my next thing was going to maybe be a bit of a transition. Oh so yeah, let's, Mar- let's, let's sit here a little bit. If you got more to sit on, I don't have anything to do with that. I'm moving on. Move on then. Do you want to move? Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, you got friends. You want to get them involved? Make it easy, dude. Mm-hmm. Make it easy. Okay, invite them over. Have a palette for them. Have a brush for them. Have paints they can use. Have a mini primed and a handle. Whatever. Make it simple so they can stroll right up, sit down, and you can tell them exactly what to do. It's like start with this paint or start with a paint you think it looks coolest. Let's do some base coats, you know? Just make it easy. Play some music, like music that you like. Maybe have a snack. Like, make it fucking fun, dude. This is really fucking romantic right now. I know. Get the fucking candle lights out. Maybe implant a kiss on them. <laughs> Listen, that Mephiston red looks so good on your mini's lips. I wonder what it would look like on your lips. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> I mean, uh, or do. And tell us about it in the comment section. Yeah, make it fun and make it easy, you know? Okay. I, 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 I exactly, love making things fun. This is exactly where I was going to go with this. Excellent. Is, is lower the barrier of entry. Yes. Um, I, okay, so and here's a, here's a weird way that you can actually take anybody. This is like your mom's, <laughs> your spouse, you know, your, your niece and nephew. No. You, can, <laughs> you can bring them all in. This is like, like Canvas and Chardonnay. You know what Canvas and Chardonnay is? Uh, Chardonnay. Okay, no, I'm just gonna say no. Okay, no, Canvas, no, not even gonna guess. It's called by a lot of different bullshit wait, names. Oh wait, oh, it's fabric. It's 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 a name of a a business, but it's kind of a business model. They're called all sorts of other bullshit names. It's where you go to this place, and you and there's a teacher there, and they paint a picture, and you paint the same picture, and you drink wine. Like it's a it's oh, a popular uh, thing these days. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, a lot of housewives like to do that they on the get weekend. The ladies together, yeah, and, and they spend tipsy. like and they spend like two hundred dollars for like a glass of wine and some shitty ass like folk art craft paints and a seventy nine cent canvas. And the ladies up there painting flowers and you're painting flowers. It's a racket. <laughs> but people like that crap. So what you're doing is you just set up. Okay, that crap works. I, instead of canvas and Chardonnay C and C, um, mine's going to be uh, Diet Dew and Dwarves. Like, you come to my house, I give you a can of Diet Dew. D and D. You paint a dwarf. Bam. Like, that's our time. Like, yeah. you you can walk through it. You can have everyone. Like, this exactly. Like, this is a good, like, bonding experience. Like, when I paint with my daughter, I'm just like, give her crap and then be like, paint the thing. Yeah, like, we go, do it together. Yeah. She did 
doesn't have any interest in Warhammer or anything like that. But she wants to do something together. Yeah. And we have fun. The same thing could be as like, oh, a night with our buddies instead of us, you know, sitting around and, you know, playing, you know, checkers. Right. <laughs> That's usually eating, what I play. And eating pretzels. Um, now you're paying me as eating Doritos. Yeah. This is an upgrade. Yeah. yeah. It's like we're hanging out. We're chatting. We're not taking it too serious. We're all sitting around the table together. Mm. I'm walking you through stuff so that it's it's there's no pressure. Um, to do that, you know, you don't want them to like show up thinking they were going to come over and watch the game. Don't and do then that. You're like, and you're like, actually, guys, <laughs> I smashed my TV today just so we could paint miniatures instead. Don't do that. Um, yeah, you know, it's like, all right, you need to either like not tell them details, but get them pumped and make don't, sure they're open. Don't, don't don't tell them details, John. Don't trick people into painting minis. Okay, well, sometimes you need to trick people. No tricking. Just be like, hey, I have this cool hobby. I want to introduce you to it. And I come over and paint some minis. Yeah. And you know? when they get there, you're like, I've locked all the doors, so now you have to. Now you're in my cult. Yes. And so, you have to smell my farts. <laughs> I've had them brewing since 2 p.m. this afternoon <laughs> for this very moment. I ate a can of Bush's baked beans. <laughs> and, and I ate that weird bacon thing in there, too. <laughs> oh, the weird one chewy bacon thing? Yeah, like, what is that? It's like for flavor, maybe? It's bacon. Because they roast the beans in bacon. I know, but it's just weird. There's always one. Just one, because they want you to believe that it's in there as an ingredient. There's yeah. a guy on the assembly line that's just like, one, boop, one, bacon, one, one. It's that dog from the commercials that's doing it. It's yeah, a golden yeah, retriever yeah. going, But I, I, when I first bought a can, I was like, do I eat this? Is this edible? <laughs> this is like one of those like flower things you see on fancy uh, plates. So whenever I eat it, I feel like I'm eating grass, you know? Okay, okay. this is America. Um, <laughs> so if it weren't edible... You'd know about it because there is That's warning true. labels on everything that are like, take off the plastic before you consume. Like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. you know, yeah. like there, it's I saw on a hammer one time, a swallowing hazard. And I was like, are you fucking for real? Dude, I could swallow so many hammers. <laughs> <laughs> Instant death. <laughs> right. Because, you know, there's one guy somewhere that's like trying to swallow. A hammer. He comes into work and, and he's like, oh, there's a memo on his desk and he works for like craftsmen. He's like, what the? What the hell? <laughs> We're getting sued because a dude tried to swallow our hammer? <laughs> it's like a sword swallower like yeah. putting the handle down first. Oh. <laughs> and he's suing because it's like advantageous. Yeah, it's our, it's our, apparently you need liability insurance. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think just making that barrier of entry low to, to have no expectations, come in and have some fun. I think another key aspect to make that even more successful is... Uh, Either you ask them or you just know them because you're a good friend or son or niece and nephew. And you know what kinds of things they're already interested in. So when they come and the thing, they, they agreed to paint, but maybe you didn't tell them what we're going to paint yet. Oh, surprise. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's freaking Anakin Skywalker. It's my favorite character in all the Star Wars universe. <laughs> I get to paint him today. This Speaking is of, amazing. What are we speed painting on the live stream today? Uh, oh, crap. Oh, that yeah. was the thing we were doing. Yeah. I brought a different model because I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Well, do you not want to do that? We don't have to do that. We still can. Okay. I didn't bring another model. Let's go to the source and buy a model. Quick. Okay. Okay. Anyways, I thought that would have been a good segue, <laughs> but it wasn't. <laughs> uh, you got any more uh, advice for the for the uh, the sprudes and spruettes? Still my favorite thing to call people, by the way. Uh, That's a pretty good one. About... Uh, converting people to get that 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 scheme going i think one don't show them price tags dear god no 
I think showing them the cool shit you have is a good way to do it. Oh yeah, painted models for sure. Show them your painted models. Like show them, show them your army. Oh that kind yeah. of stuff. Hey, it's like, play a game. If so, if you know your audience and they're more into the gaming thing, play a game with them with yeah. your models. Yeah. Other thing that I do, um, you know, I did this more pre-COVID. I go like I go strut around our local game store or whatever. Yeah. And the locals owner, this is a different store now. The owner knew that I'm one of the Age of Sigmar guys like to play the game. So when he'd hear someone was interested or whatever, and I'd walk into the store and he'd be like, oh, hey, John, Billy over there, he uh, was talking about Age of Sigmar. He had some questions or whatever. He's thinking about trying it. It's like, you go over, you talk to Billy. And you're like, hey, Billy, typically on Wednesday nights, there's a couple of us playing games or whatever. Come on over 7 p.m. on Wednesday and just hang out with us. We're going to be playing. You can ask questions. You can see how the game is played, um, whatever. I've never had a situation where Billy comes to hang out and play the game where B Billy doesn't like start buying models within a week, like every time. Because it's cool. They get to see it and they get to picture it. And then oftentimes a half hour into the game, Billy's on his phone on the Warhammer website, like looking at the army's options, right? you know? And so Billy's like, oh, what about these lizard people? And I'm like, they're stupid. Uh, <laughs> what about, you know, what about these people that look like they're all in bondage uniforms? Also stupid. <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? Uh, Slanesh. Okay. I thought you were talking about the uh, Dars King. <clears throat> yeah. Dars no, King. that's just like mostly naked ladies that look mad. Yeah. Real mad. Not. I mean, they're not stupid because they got snake ladies. Are you are, awesome. are you a fan of, of the dock? Uh, I'm not a fan of armies where everything looks samey same, and <gasps> they are kind of one of those armies. Mm. Um, it, it's less so, so because do you not there's like carriage and overlords. Uh, no, they all look the goddamn same to me. Same with the fire slayers. Yeah, yeah. All look damn those same to me. those especially look like, very. They're same all same. naked dwarves and diapers. Like, yes. You know, I like I like some I like some variation, some options. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That's why I like that's why I like Soul Blight Grave Lords. Mm -hmm. Soul Blight Grave Lords, the best army for all the best people. Yes. Join yeah. now. It only costs you one box of Blood Knights. You can send send it to P.O. Box six 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 care of John at Minnesota. <laughs> at Minnesota.com. <laughs> USA. <laughs> In a week, there's going to be a blood box of blood knights that shows up at my doorstep, and no, all it says, didn't. all it says, is PO box six six six. It's like care of John, somehow, Minnesota. <laughs> somehow, it's made it to you. It's yes, because it's about the John right with no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they still spelled John wrong too. I feel like we're stretching this topic out a little bit. Do you have anything else you want to say? Um, no, I, I don't, I don't think so. I think that it's important for you. To, you know, to bust the cap off the bottle of Fago and just go in and meet the people that already love it. I think that way you don't have to have frustration tied to your hobby around this extra weight. Because sometimes if you take that extra weight of like getting other people to love it because you love it, it can kind of grind on you and it starts to have a negative impact on your own hobby. And that's not healthy either. Like if you love it, don't bring in negativity associated with it. So find people that love it especially in today's day and age you can find them out there on the old goody pp facebook group you can find them in the comment section here you can make uh, internet friends with random strangers um and then you can find people locally to play your game with too yeah i'd say once that fun starts happening if the people are your regular friends it, it will probably happen naturally you can put put some effort into it but you know don't rely on that 
um, in order for you to like just enjoy the thing you want to enjoy. Yeah. I will say as a way to hedge a little bit, a lot of this kind of comes down to just your ability to communicate and be like a good friend and stuff like that. You know, you don't want to like, you don't want to like inundate people with like space Marine lore. Like John was saying earlier, you don't want to like, you know, jam it down people's throats that are clearly not interested. So it kind of comes down to your ability to be a, you know, a good human a little bit. So, yeah, I think that's probably, probably fair. Don't be a bad person. Yeah. Just that's, at all times, all the times. So just be like, Hey James, remember that time I uh, gave you one of my kidneys. You were, you were dying of renal fa- failure. Um, I need you to pay that back right now. <laughs> can, you, can you, can you here? I need you to be my friend. Buy these Lumineth Realm Lords. <laughs> paint, paint them and play me every Sunday until you fucking die for real this time. Jesus Christ. All right. With that as our last thing that we just said, after saying be a good person, let's talk about some news. We got some news up in this biznatch. <clears throat> Depticon announced their dates when the hotel block will open for purchasing and it is actually the day before this episode no the day after this episode comes out so we will finally have relevant useful information for the first day uh, <laughs> so if you're going to adepticon the hotel schomburg will open up its uh rooms to purchase on the 24th and i believe this comes out on the 23rd right i wrote it down 23rd yeah um also this year which is new the Adepticon venue is spanning two venues. Sorry, the event is spanning two venues. Uh, the normal Renaissance Schomburg and then one that is f- kind of far away. <laughs> five, yeah. t- five, ten minutes away on a highway, on a freeway? Yeah, to, I'm sure you have to cross that freeway. Okay. Uh, can you remember there's that, like, when you leave the hotel thing, there's that, it looks like a bridge thing, but it's just going across the freeway. I don't think you have to get on the freeway to get to it. Yeah. But so what are your what are your thoughts in this? Because I have some thoughts. I think it's I mean, obviously, it stinks that I mean, well, it's awesome that the thing is growing so big that they need to expand. I don't think that's a bad thing. Growth is great. It means more nerds are coming, more interest, more diversity in what kinds of things you can do at a convention. That's never a bad thing. Um, and I think they're just kind of in bed with Schomburg. Like if there was a or the renaissance schomburg that location yeah, like yeah if there yeah. was a different location they could go to that was bigger so everything was under one roof it's like freaking do that um but splitting it amongst two areas that you can't like just like walk two minutes to is kind of a pain in the ass but i mean it's it's i put myself in their shoes like it's probably i bet the best solution then they get more hotel blocks you know, they get shuttles going back and forth from one to the other all the time. You get more parking over there. Like, I don't think it's terrible. I, I, I is it ideal? No, but hmm. I, I ain't got no problem with it. I think I have a very, very minor problem with it. Generally, segregation of any kind isn't good. And they were talking about putting the historical people over there. And while I'm not super into like Saga and Flames of War and stuff like that, I still really enjoy walking around and seeing all of it. Yeah, that's you know? a good point. I don't want to walk around and see a bunch of fucking 40K and Age of Sigmar. I want to see all kinds of crazy different games. Yeah. I want to see all kinds of crazy different people. <coughs> Bless you. So, okay, obviously they're doing it for a reason. They're not doing it to segregate people. No. They're doing it because they ran out of space. Somebody's got to be there. Right. They ran out of, So, it's interesting. I never went to the Adepticon and was like, wow, there's... We need more space. Maybe there's just so many events to run 
uh, and so many different games to run uh, that they do need the additional space so they can run other different tournaments and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But yeah, that's interesting. Because um, last year that they had one, they did have a weird like off-site thing. But it wasn't talked about very much. There wasn't. It was just kind of like they? they did. I huh. remember because uh, one of the things I wanted to do, if I had time, it worked out. Whatever I wanted to play in the KeyForge tournament. So KeyForge is probably not a oh. dead game, but that's a, a card game. I want. I'm very interested in that game. Um, it's very fun. It's very fun. Okay. But they had a, like a draft tournament for it. So it's just like you go there, you get a you. They give you a deck, you buy a deck, you play in the tournament. I was like, if it worked out for timing, it's not like a really big investment, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I, I found out that that event was actually at this other location. And I didn't even know much about that it was, what it was, where it was, and all this. But I knew it existed. And I and um, so I was just like, oh, well, I guess I'm not going to do it. Because like, I'm not going to go that far. Go all, yeah. align it all up, figure out if I got to take a shuttle. Like, it basically take up half of a day. To do this one thing i'm like eh, i'm not gonna do that then never mind so i didn't but also you were like indisposed every single day <laughs> what are you talking about indisposed <laughs> i was very disposed <laughs> <laughs> i was so disposed there's a good chance i'll be disposed the next time i see you goody peepees i'd have to go to um next news gw promises you will get a guilty box i don't okay. know what's a promise you can make gw <laughs> right so this is freaking hilarious um, did you read this actual article? No. So in the article, they're like, you know, and they they did a little a little bit of like, um, you know, coming forward and, and and you know, spitting some truth that we all knew but they've never stated before. It's like we understand that um, times in the past we've had pre-orders, especially of our bigger boxes things. You didn't all get one if you wanted one. The pre-order was open. And you didn't all get one. Um, so this time we're making the commitment that if at any time in the weekend you go on to warhammer.com and you pre-order this box, you'll get one <laughs> caveat. The later in the weekend you decide to do it, the longer you might have to wait up till months. Like they said months, which, you know, whatever. That's fair. But the thing that really made me, it kind of made me laugh. And I was interested to see that they spattered multiple times throughout this article was um, shitting on scalpers like they so much so that I think like they were like deflecting blame on themselves of not getting making enough product to really having an understanding of what their customer bases and how much they should make. They can't figure out how to estimate for shit, apparently, but they put it all that scalpers are buying all their stuff. That's why you don't get it. That's why we've always, you know, the things have run out and then you didn't get one when you wanted to pre-order one It's because of scalpers. I mean, them addressing that scalpers is a thing in their hobby and is whatever is good. Them deflecting from it pretty heavily and like passing blame. I'm just like, scalpers don't have a thing if the supply is large enough that they cease to then make a profit and they don't do it. So I guess that you probably can't entirely get rid of it, but it feels like it's such a major factor in limited release things by Games Workshop. Do you think that there are people in the world that have zero interest in anything to do with the hobby that buy the products exclusively to resale? 100%. That's 100%. interesting. I never thought about that. There are people, I mean, this is this is not untrue in many aspects of um collectible stuff. Like in Magic, there there are count I mean there's a ton of people deep pocket people that 
could give a shit less about magic that they do it for the money. Same thing with baseball cards, same thing with collectibles. Interesting. And same thing with this. Like you it's an avenue. It's all it's all the cost expense analysis of how difficult is it for me to make money? How much money can I make? It's just a bar graph. And if you like you peak above this part on the bar graph, it's worth it for me. And different people may be at different spots where it's worth it for them or not. So yeah, it's a hundred percent. It's like that's the things that's a video game market for that too. People do that video games. Wait, scalping video games? Yeah, because there's a lot of video games, particularly like Japanese RPGs are a great example of this in the West, where that they're very low, limited release, very hard to, you know, Best Buys and Targets and Amazons don't carry these things. You have to kind of order them. So these people will buy them for 50 bucks a pop and they sell them for 120 bucks a pop because you just couldn't, and then especially three months after the game's out, it's just you cannot, physically cannot get it. So they can ask what they want. So okay. yeah, it's it's, a, it's just flipping stuff. I wonder if that's someone's job is to like buy a bunch of limited edition collectible items and then resell them. Yeah, I mean there are people that do that full time as a job. That's crazy, bro. Yeah. That is fucking crazy. Yeah, that's but, like parasitical. That's nuts. I mean, it's a lot of work though too because you always have to be one step ahead and know what's the next thing. So too. what? It's not redeemable at all. I, like I I understand you're saying like there's like a little bit of a silver lining, you know? It's, a it's hustle. capitalism. It's, it's it works because it's the market that we live in that that supply and demand is a thing. Okay, you know it's. it it's I fucking, don't think it's. I'm not saying it's. It's like morally cor- incorrect or correct. I'm not saying it's probably the nicest thing to do, but it's also you're not like selling children on the black market either. I mean, there's a lot worse things you could do. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> in the world of things that are legal. Yeah. It's yeah, kind it's, of it's a legal. trashy thing to do. It's legal. So, yeah, and, right. and it doesn't mean you know, I'm like I'm defending people that do that. It's really fucking frustrating. No, I understand. I understand but, you're saying devil's, you know, advocate yeah. right now. Yeah. I get it. All right. I have no idea what this last one is. Okay. I heard this on my drive up here this morning. So, there's a new movie called Free Guy starring Ryan Reynolds. Okay, I saw that. Yeah. You saw the movie? No, I saw the uh, the trailer for it. Sorry. Okay. It is basically like the Truman Show but video games. I don't know if you ever watched the Truman Show. I did. A very good movie. Um where he he's a character. I'm not going to give any spoilers here. Okay, I haven't seen the movie. I don't know. Basically, he's a character in a video game. He doesn't know he's in a video game. Okay. Okay, and then he like finds out he's in a video game. It's basically in a Grand Theft Auto style game. Anyway, uh on the the sports radio show that I listen to uh often in the morning, they uh, every Friday, or they don't do it anymore because of COVID, but they used to every Friday, they have their movie critic guy from the movie industry come on and he'd talk about the new movies that were coming out and he'd, he'd seen everything before it come out, give his take on it and everything. It's a nice little five-minute um, uh, little thingy that they do. And he, was, uh, they, he came on today and he was talking about this. And he's like, he's got kids. He's got a couple of kids between the ages of, like I think, like 10 and 16 or whatever. And when he came back from his screening of this movie, they all three kids came up and they were asking about like, did you see so and so in it? Did you see so and so in it? Where were they at? What what thing were they doing? Blah blah blah. What were they? Blah blah blah. And he's like, I don't know who any of these people are. Like, I know the movie industry. I, I don't know who these actors are. Who are these people? What are you talking about? All his kids were because apparently this movie's got a ton of cameos. Okay. It's also it's a, a movie that's made by Disney, so I'm sh- I'm sure there's like Disney characters and stuff in it. But uh, also like actors or and actresses that are in there's cameos. The big push, the big interest for young people and who what they're excited about this movie, the cameos are YouTubers. YouTubers and streamers. Yep. Yeah. YouTubers and streamers. And I'm like 
Fucking meek shilling here at the earth, motherfucker. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> meat shilling in the earth, motherfucker, <laughs> is what I heard. Meat shilling in the earth, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what the Doom guy says right before he like shoots yeah, the one eyed floaty eyeball thing? Yeah, yeah, I think so. With the BFG, yeah. Yeah. Meat shilling in the earth, motherfucker. <laughs> no, I said the meek shall inherit the earth. Oh, wow. Okay. Much more biblical. Okay. Um, yeah, dude. That's freaking. Blows my mind. Yeah, I think I, I already told you. Like uh, my wife used to work for a school district, and they the school district wanted to have me come in and talk about being a YouTuber because all the kids want to be streamers and YouTubers when they grow up, like all like the fifth, sixth, seventh graders. But you better pay attention in English class and math class. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, hold on. Was there a job like that when you were in grade school? Like, everyone wants to grow up to be X. Fireman, actor, actress, no. astronaut, I mean, rock star. It, uh, uh, I mean, there was like kids that. want to be athletes. They want to be a professional oh. baseball player and all that kind of... Yeah. I didn't have, I didn't have like, a consistent one. Maybe maybe we're kind of just overemphasizing how consistent it is across yeah, young, it's, young it's people. It's still probably not, like, super. Whatever. Okay. Um, but, I, I mean, it's, it's on the radar. I tell you, like, okay, before... Where I currently work, my job before this is I managed our long-term talent acquisition. What that meant was I managed all the programs for high school outreach and and college undergrad outreach. So getting kids aware of and interested in careers in the medical field, showing them all the possibilities that it's just not just doctors and nurses, and helping them like with resources and kind of help them with their path, discover what they want to do. Um, A great thing about that job was that I didn't, I wasn't, I, you know, I wasn't critiqued based on how many people came and worked for us. Like my job was not for me to get people to all come work for our hospital. My job was to help get kids excited for their own future and feel like that's an attainable path, no matter what it would be. Because at the end of the day, and this is why my organization is, is an awesome organization, they understand that if kids can find something that they're excited about and they work towards it, they're good members of the community. And if you're a good member of the community, our community, where our hospital is, is going to be a greater place. Much more honorable than scalping. I mean, also, uh, <laughs> I Yeah. Yes. Yes. It also, is. I buy diabetes medication. It's over twice the price. Also, I grab livers out of the Liverpool. <laughs> the Liverpool. Is that how that? Is that how the city got its name? There's a pool of oh, my liver. British peeps out there. Is there a pool filled with livers? No. You know, I grab a liver out of the liver pod. You know, and I like turn around, and sell it on eBay, make fifty grand. It's a quick fifty grand. Oh man, you buy a Lambo. Gosh, in six weeks. Six weeks. Six weeks. Right? Doesn't a Lambo cost like six hundred, three hundred thousand dollars? It depends on what kind of Lambo. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're between like two and one point two. About like a Bugatti Veyron. You Bugatti, not mention that again. <laughs> that's not a joke. <laughs> oh tried. man, I he remember tried. earlier I was going to say that I was going to use this little squeegee thing to suck the Bugattis on my nose. <laughs> I actually have a thing. For like sucking sucking boogers out of like baby's nose. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I use it with my folk, my my folk machine, my smoke machine. Your foot machine. No, no. So I, I the fog machine. I, I fog into the squeed into the thing when it's squeege fully compressed. And as I turn the thing on, I, I uncompress it. And then I have a booger sucker full of smoke. And then I go and cut it onto like little scenes. And while I'm filming, it's like a little little puff instead of like a full on fucking miasma of clouds yeah <laughs> like, like what are we looking does. at yeah. okay. it's anything. It's so smoky in here yeah you gotta have little 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 puffs anyways yeah free guy doing camp wait what the fuck Does that have anything to do with miniatures john because it's youtube and we're on youtube right now hey so i think there needs to be a movie. It goes back to we talked about, I think, last episode. Uh, there needs to be a movie that uh, has to do with miniatures. This is a thing. I accuse John of bringing up something unrelated to the hobby, and then he finds some very narrow way to relate it to the hobby. That's what I'm good at. Yeah. Hey. It's one of the many things you're good at. Scott, I think your airbrush <laughs> is broken. It doesn't seem to be working. That's kind of it fits really well. Does like feel how snug that is? Feels so. Good. I mean, it is tapered, so feels so fucking good. Oh yeah, it's good. <laughs> My weight to it. I still don't think that airbrush works very well, but it's all right. I think that's all the news we have for today. That's some good news. Look, we did a news that didn't have anything to do with Games Workshop. That was the other reason I put that on there. You know, I wanted to have a non-Games Workshop related news item. We had one about Games Workshop. I know, but we had one that wasn't. We had two that wasn't. There was already one that wasn't. Well, we needed three because three is a nice even number of news items. Actually, it's an odd number. Well, it's a prime number. <laughs> That's true, too. <laughs> Welcome to the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening to us. I just want butter. Butter is important to me. Got that reference. Woo! Okay. Uh, thank you all for listening to us talk uh, and be probably slightly offensive at several points in this podcast, as we have a tendency to do. Uh, we enjoy your company. Wait, you, you're not company right now. You're just listening to us. We, we, we may, we, I, we mean, we mean no harm by the words that we say. I really want to do a live episode of this at a convention. Can we plan on doing that at Adepticon? I would love, I would love say, to do that. Listen, listen here. I hear that you guys have like, you know, like 200 people come to that GW release thing. Okay. Okay. We're going to have 2,000. We're definitely not at the top live. We're definitely not. Why? Because we're giving away Diet Dude. <laughs> yeah, but I can just imagine doing a live and then someone shouts like Tendy in the background, you know? I don't want to I don't I want, want to, that. I, I don't want, want to that. encourage that. I don't want to encourage it, but I want it to happen like once. Okay? So everyone just figures out who did, who's that one guy who gets to shout Tendy. Okay? <laughs> All right. Yeah, we we voted. Uh it was Doug. Doug gets to shout Tendy. Doug's a tennis shouter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he gets a shout at three times, but they have to be at least 20 minutes apart. Okay. I, oh, I so want to do a live one because I want to have like topics from the audience or questions from the audience. Yeah. Like, dude. All right. You guys need to talk about, we're going to say three words. Okay. We're going to say like, okay, give me one word. This word is, they'll be like umbrella. Mustard. A mustard. Umbrella and artichoke. Okay. We've got to talk for three minutes or less and we have to pull those words together into something very interesting and related to mini painting. And it'll be a giant train wreck. It'll okay. be hilarious. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so bam, that's topic one. Uh, okay, uh, questions from the audience. Uh, that's topic two. We got this all figured out. That's, uh, and then the we rest, got we this it. all figured out. Now he says it. as he figures it out live right we now. Uh, we need some kind of uh, speakers, though. Oh, yeah, I can. 
Wait. Oh, 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 oh. So people can hear us? Yeah. I want to boom. So I assume well, the don't venue use their, would handle that. Wait, use their fucking speakers. You remember going to anything that, that we went to? Like the guys from the Warhammer reveal was like, Fire Slayers. Yeah, you couldn't understand a goddamn word they said, and we were like 20 feet from them. Okay, you can buy a PA system, okay? I would do that, and it would be very good at that day. Okay. All right. If you want to come top live, let us know. We'll top live? We'll make it top work. Live. We need your input. Um, what would make top live an experience? Like, what? What? what's the topics? What? What's the layout? Do you what's want people to walk around with fucking shirt cannons, dude? Yeah, dude. <laughs> t-shirt cannon. But it's here's the here's the key, though. In order to get a t-shirt from the t-shirt cannon, you got to take it point blank. <laughs> <laughs> and you just got to fucking stand there like Revolutionary War style. Yeah. <laughs> dude, yeah. imagine. Why would you fight like that? <laughs> and then the next, like the dudes in the second row after the first show goes, and they get annihilated. And you're just like, like fuck. You have to stand there, like you sit there and like hold your peepee while you're waiting for them to shoot after you shot. Yeah, that's such a fucking that's manly the- way to fight, dude. No, it is. It's dumb white people way to fight. I can't. I, it is, but also like, can you imagine standing there? Okay. Anyways, br- okay. Historical uh, interlude aside, uh, if you like the podcast. Which at this point, if you're still listening, I'm certain you do. Uh, <laughs> there are many ways to support us. Uh, you can buy some merch. We got a link below via Teespring. We have two designs there: a couple of hoodies, a couple of t-shirts, a couple of uh, female t-shirts as well. For the, uh, the a way of different styles, yes, the, very, the various styles, yes. Uh, we also have uh, a Patreon where you get all kinds of fun stuff. Really, just one fun thing. <laughs> it's an extended episode of the podcast where you get access to us talking about new things we tried in the hobby. Uh, cool miles that are painted by other people that we like. You can also give feedback to an audience member or a patron member. So as part of a, as part of being a patron, you get access to giving us miles to give feedback live during an episode. But you also can give us topics to discuss. Like today was from, I think it was like Bean Brain or Brain Bean. Bean Brain. Something like that. Bean Brain. And we'll kind of remember your name, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that's more than one thing. Like yeah. The one thing is you get the after party, but the other things is you get to like... You get a direct connection to us. You can message us there as well. Yeah, you know, talk to us. But also, like you, your ideas can make the podcast what it is. So if the podcast yes. starts to suck, then it's, it's on honestly, you. It's kind of your fault. Honestly, yeah. you get to you get to perpetuate us doing this as a job. So whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't got any money to spare, that's totally fine. You can tell your new friends about our podcast. You can give us a review. Only five stars, please. On Apple <laughs> Podcast or Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or you can watch our podcast without ads. Uh, we place an ad every 30 minutes. That's all for now, John. Yeah, that was all that was all the things, I think. You got anything to say to the uh the old sprudes, the old uh t- tipperinos, the old D suckers, the old uh what's the last one? Goody peepees. Goody peepees. Are you or are you not a goody peepee? Head over to the Facebook group. Start a new topic that's called Tup Live Ideas. Everyone pig pile on Tup Ideas. And then we can maybe do a poll or something like where people can add their ideas and then people can vote other people's ideas. Maybe somebody that is productive will start that. Maybe we should like make sure that we can actually make it happen before kind of promising it. I don't care if I got to do it in the parking lot. 
Oh, you know what? Honestly, fuck it. If if we can't do it, Adepticon, we'll just do it in here. You know, we can just do this live, like whatever. Oh, like do it live on Twitch or something? It's on Twitch or on the Tups YouTube channel. Oh shit, that's right. We have the technology. Yes, and we could just we could have audience questions there as well. We couldn't do shirt cannons, but you know. We can do e, e we can do e shirt cannons. <laughs> it's like a little gift that plays. We'll <laughs> make it happen. I will make it happen for uh, something. Want, I want to live though too. We're coming up on we'll two years. We're coming up on two years anniversary here. Two years? We've been doing this for two years. Yeah, because this, this is episode twenty-four. Oh crap! Two and then, and then we, do we go to season three once we hit a year? Like, how does this season system work? You made the season system. I don't understand. I made it. I created it. You created uh, the season system. I, we, we can do whatever we want because this is our podcast. Oh, nice. Yeah. We don't have any producers, oh. which is good and bad. Yeah, it is mostly <laughs> not good. We don't have anybody over our shoulder being like, uh, excuse me, guys, you uh, probably should not be doing that. You cannot make racist uh, uh, Chinese accents. I, I'm just, I'm playing his character. I know, I'm just joking. It's an accent. I know, but it can be misconstrued. Okay, I get that. I mean no harm by it. I just like accents. Yeah. <laughs> the best kind of humor is funny sounds and, yeah. and funny words. Yeah. Because I'm seven. Anyways, before I try to dig myself out of any <laughs> further holes that I may have got myself into. No, the hole that you threw me into. <laughs> Jones racist. I'll catch you next episode on the... Flop! I'm not racist. <laughs>